Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Be Free Ministry and Free Live. As always, it is such a pleasure to come into your home, to come into your office, to come into your car, wherever you may be at this time. It is such a privilege to share. God's Word with you. I'm very excited about the series that the Lord has us in right now. It is our Tap In series. So last week we talked about tapping in to salvation, and tonight we are going to talk about tapping into time. This was a really interesting topic to explore. It wasn't one of the topics I had originally on my list, but I took a different route to work this morning. It's a route that I take to get gas before I go to work. And so I took that route this morning, and the Lord was ministering to me about my time. Like, what am I doing with my time? <laughs> like, what is happening in my life? Am I maximizing the time that he has given me? Am I sharing the good news of Jesus Christ um, effectively and consistently so that others will know that Jesus saves, that they have opportunity to tap into the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, to save them from their sins and restore them back to God. You know, am I encouraging people? Am I building people up? Like, how am I using my time? And so God began to minister that thing to me today. And so he said, this is what we're going to talk about tonight, tapping into time maximizing the time we have on earth. Oh, my goodness. This may be a two-part series because I feel like we're going to talk about a few things because I do have an assignment for you for next week, and so I think we're going to talk about that assignment next week. But for now, we're going to get into the Word of God. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for how you have blessed us today. We thank you for getting us safely to work and back home safely. God, thank you for getting us to wherever we went today, the grocery store, wherever we were. Thank you for getting us there safely and getting us back home safely in Jesus' name. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for helping us to make some good decisions today that will help us as we continue on in this life that you have given us. God, we ask that you be with us during this teaching as we learn to tap into time, (laughs) maximizing the time that you have given us here on this earth. God, teach us, Father God. We set our cups out to receive what you have to share with us on today. In Jesus' name, amen. And so despite popular belief, Money and gold, which people love money, you know, there is the love of money is the root of all evil. We know that word is in the in the Bible, that scripture's in the Bible. But money, you know, even gold now is very um um high commodity. Like people work two, three jobs, sometimes to make ends meet, but other times to increase money because people just like money. Um, they like to look like they have money with the way that they dress or the clothes that they drive or the house that they purchase. So money is considered a really high commodity. Gold is a really high commodity. There's some other 
metals and different uh, things like the Bitcoin is considered kind of high commodity at this time. But in all actuality, time (laughs) is the most precious currency that we have. It time is the most precious currency we have. You can make more money. You can work at one job, work at two jobs, work at three jobs to make more money. You can um, go to a job with a higher salary to make more money. Um, you can, you know, have a, what we call a legitimate side hustle, make more money. You can always make more money, but once time is spent, you can't get that back. So time is our most precious currency. There will probably be people to argue that point with me, and I'm good with that. Let's 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 have a conversation. But I believe that time is our most precious precious currency. Our time is limited here on this earth. You know, when we're younger, we think we're going to live forever, but our time is limited on this earth. And it is our responsibility and our privilege to maximize the time that God has given us doing the things that God has called us to do. All right? So let's talk a little bit about that. The Bible says in Job 14 and 1, King James Version, man that is born of a woman (laughs) is a few days and full of trouble. Oh, my, what does that say? When we're born into the world, our day is already full of trouble. Trouble is knocking on the door. Trouble is opening up the window. Trouble is sneaking in through the doggy door. Trouble is present. When we're born into this world, it just is because of Adam and Eve's disobedience. We talked about it last week. When Adam and Eve were disobedient, they invited death in. They invited illness, murders, all kinds of evil things, and trouble came with all of that. So when we are born in this earth, trouble comes. We have the prince of the power of the air who loves to bring trouble, right? He loves to stir up trouble. And the enemy knows that his time is limited. (laughs) So he's going to do what he needs to do to maximize the terror and the weapons he tries to form against us and killing us and destroying us. He's going to maximize the time that he has on earth because he knows his days are numbered. And so he's going to do everything he can to get us off track, to cause us to waste our time, to cause us to not do what God has called us to do, to cause us to be obedient where we have to go back and repent and be restored back to God. He wants us to waste our time because he knows that our time, our time is limited, yes, but he knows his time is limited. And sometimes... We have given in to the enemy's plots and his tricks and his plans. When we give in to the enemy's plans, I consider those time wasters. When we are disobedient to God, when we follow our flesh, when we do what we want to do contrary to what God is calling us to do, we in all actuality are wasting time. When we make decisions that are not pleasing to God, decisions that, again, make us happy but are not necessarily what God has called us to do, we're wasting time. Think about a marriage. This is kind of kind of the first example that came to me. So I, I have talked to more, I know, know and have talked to more people that are in marriages that are unhappy than are in marriages that are happy. And a lot of the women, most of the women that I've talked to have said 
God told me not to marry that man. Because, you know, I, I'm a woman, so I talk to more women than I do men, especially when, as it relates to, you know, a wife or a husband. They say, God told me, God gave me signs. I saw those red flags. God specifically told me not to marry this man. But they married him anyway. And a lot of them have wasted time because they married that particular person, married that husband, married that wife. They have wasted time, and and sometimes in that time, you waste time arguing, you waste time being unhappy, you may waste time being abused emotionally or physically or sexually or mentally. You waste time not receiving the love, that love that God would have you to receive as his daughter, as his son. We waste time sometimes in the relationships that we have chosen to engage ourselves with, whether it's a marriage relationship, friendship relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, when that relationship is not what God has ordained for us, we are actually wasting time. We are not receiving the full benefit of God's life and life more abundantly. When we make a decision to take a job based on possibly money, like it's a six-figure salary, but that's not the job that God called you to, but because you wanted that six-figure salary, that's the job you go with, you take it, you're actually wasting time because there was something else that God wanted you to do or to receive over at the the five-figure salary that you didn't want. So you take the six-figure salary and you're actually wasting time because you're doing something that God has not ordained for you to do. So when we make decisions based on our flesh, it's time waster, time waster. When we allow the enemy to trick us and trap us and cause us to be obedient to God, or excuse me, cause us to be disobedient to God, time waster. And I'm telling you, we don't have time to waste time. (laughs) We really don't. Our time is precious on the earth, and we really don't have time to waste time. I had to take an inventory and see how am I wasting my time? Let let me let me take a look at what I do in a day. How am I wasting my? You know what I do? I waste the most time watching TV. I will sit in my gray chair, pull my ottoman under my feet, and watch TV. Yes, I have my computer on my lap. Yes, I'm writing. I'm working on stories. I'm working on the website or working on such something else. But sometimes I will. Extend writing or extend working on my website or extend doing business or ministry things just so I can be in front of the TV. I waste the most time watching TV. And that's got to change because sitting down watching TV is not, I can sit down and enjoy TV, but sitting down for hours and hours and hours watching TV, that's not God's will for me. I need to be up and moving so I can stay healthy. I need to be putting the dishes away that's waiting in my drain right right now. I need to be folding up the basket of clothes that's sitting on my dryer right now. I need to be out witnessing the word of God in my community because, you know, people out here, they like to walk their dogs and be out and about. I need to be out and about with them. There's other things that I can be doing to maximize the time that God has given me instead of sitting in front of the TV. And so I have a challenge for us. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the challenge that I have for us, myself included. Starting tomorrow, starting May 8th to May 14th, I want you to to journal how you're spending your time. 
journal what you do when you get up in the morning. What are you doing throughout the day? Even while you're at work, what are you doing at work? Are you being productive at work? Think about what you're doing. Write down what you're doing in a day because I guarantee you if you do, you can identify the areas in your life where you are maximizing time or where you're wasting time, okay? So do that for me for next week, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get my journal out, and I am going to journal what I'm doing because I don't want my life to continue Wasting. I don't want to continue my life and see that I'm wasting time, see that I'm not fully immersed in the destiny that God has called for me to do, okay? And I don't want you to do either. I don't want you to waste your time either, okay? So we need to just take some inventory so that we can do better, right? So when we know to do better, we should do better. So we need to take inventory so that we can do better. Amen? Amen. And so I wanted us to look at time. I actually meant for us to do that before I started talking about time wasters, but that's okay. There are two Greek words um, called chronos and kairos. So the scripture that we're going to read actually mentions kairos in it. But let me tell you what it is. Kairos, both of them mean time. So kairos means time in the Greek and chronos means time in Greek. So kairos means a set or proper time. It means due season. (laughs) Chronos is measurable time. That's our seconds, our minutes, our hours, our days, our weeks, our months, our years, our decades, our centuries. That's chronos time. So we actually live our lives in chronos time in the respect that every second, every minute, every uh, hour, every day, every week, we're getting older. Then the next year, you know, we celebrate another birthday. So our lives happen chronologically, chronos. But God would have us to live our lives in what, we, as far as our actions, what are we doing, as far as our work, our relationships, what are we doing. He wants it to be in Kairos time, in a proper time, in a due season. And, yes, there are due seasons. Look at Jesus. Think about Jesus' life. Jesus' life, he, Jesus knew when he was born on this earth that he was going to die. He was going to go to the cross. That was just what he was born to do. So God had a specific time for Jesus to be born. We celebrate December 25th as that day. But Jesus had a particular day to be born, just like us. Jesus had a particular time for his ministry. Yes, at 12 years old, we know he taught in the temple. That was an appointed time. He started his public ministry when he was about 30 years old, um, went to the cross when he was about 33 and a half years old. So his public ministry was for three and a half years. During that time, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he delivered demon-possessed people, he turned water into wine, he performed miracle after miracle for uh, the people. And so that was his appointed time. His appointed ministry time was those three and a half years. That was his Kairos time, right? He died on the cross, he rose again. The third day was that Kairos time, that appointed time where Jesus was to rise again, securing our victory. He was able to go back to heaven, sitting on the right hand of the Father now. Now, Kairos time. God has a Kairos time for us. Think about the happenings in your life. Like, I can think over my life and see my Kairos times. Some of us have normal Kairos times when we, when we were born when we graduated from high school, when we turned 16, when we turned 18, when we turned 21. 
Um, our birthdays are an appointed time. When I graduated from college, it was such an appointed time. Got my master's appointed time. And so we have those appointed times within our lives that God um, has set for us, right? And so every minute, I believe, every minute of our life should be a Kairos time, should be an appointed time. And not every appointed time has to be ministry-related, You know, you don't have to witness God's word to someone every single time. Sometimes your appointed time is to spend time with your family. Sit down with your kids and love on them and do homework with them. Spend some time with your spouse. Going on a walk and enjoying this beautiful, beautiful weather that we have now. Going to take an exercise class. Cooking. There are other appointed times that are not necessarily spiritually or spiritual or spiritually related, okay? There are other appointed times that need to happen in our lives for us to maximize time. We just have to know when those are, okay? And then there are the bigger appointed times, like marriage. Like if you desire to get married, there's your marriage time. There's your time for having children. There's your time for you to go to the particular job that God would have you to go on. There's appointed times that are you know, on a larger scale as well, okay? So that's a Kairos time, those proper, specific, new season times that God has ordained for our lives. I can look back on my life. I've already mentioned graduating from high school and college, but I think about my first sermon. I preached my first sermon, I think it was February 29th. It was 1999. I think it was February 29th. That was the appointed time for me to start my public ministry, And I've been doing so ever since. So God has some appointed times in our lives. And let me tell you something. It does not matter how old you are or how young you are. You can go forth in that appointed time, in that ordained season, as God sees fit. Age is not a factor. (laughs) Health is not a factor. You know, God would have us to you know, to minister to individuals, to pray for people, to spend time with our family, to pray with our family at those appointed times. So we just have to follow God and be in the flow of God and know when those specific appointed times are available to us, right? So let's look at it. Let's look at this scripture. Let's look at um, – I've got three scripture to share with us. Um, let's go to Psalm 90 first. So Psalm 90 and 12, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. God, teach us to know that our life is but for a moment, (laughs) but help us while we're living this life to live forth in wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is simply the application of knowledge. What you know especially those good things that you know, you should apply to your life and live those things out, right? Wisdom is also the power of discerning and judging properly as to what is true or right, possessing discretion, judgment, discernment. Amen? Amen. So being able to understand the time that we have, And how to maximize that time is wisdom. Because once you get in a set routine, you understand God's will for your life, you understand how to use your time properly, you can turn that knowledge into wisdom as you walk out God's plan every single day for your life. We we know that Psalm five Psalm three to five and six tell us, trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. 
and in all our ways acknowledge God that he may direct our path. There is steps, and, and steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, right? I do have that scripture. I want to read it in the New Living Translation, Psalm 37 and 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. When we follow God's plan for our lives, those ordered steps that he has outlined for us, when we trust God with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, we can utilize the time that we have on this earth in wisdom. We can utilize the time, maximize the time in wisdom. We won't waste time having to live out those bad decisions that we've made. We don't have to waste time being in this marriage that that is not healthy for us at all. We don't have to waste time with that if we follow God's voice, if we follow God's plan, if we follow the path, take those ordered steps, follow those ordered steps, that path that God has chosen for us. Amen. God loves us so much. I, I want us to understand God loves us so much. God doesn't want us to be in harmful, unhealthy relationships or situations. He said that he'll order our steps because he wants to keep us from trouble. Remember the scripture that we read at the beginning, Job 14 and 1, man that's born of a woman, a few days and is full of trouble. There's no need for us to have to add trouble to the trouble that we're already promised by making or making and living out bad decisions. We already have enough trouble. So let's follow God's plan so we can stay, so we can minimize our trouble and maximize our time. Okay? Let's follow God's plan so we can minimize our trouble and maximize our time. All right? So I'm going to read Psalm 90 and 12 one more time. Teach us, God teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16, New Living Translation says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. That's what the Bible says. Don't live like a fool. Live like those who are wise. There's that word wise. There's that wisdom again. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. There we, there it goes again. When we follow God's path, when we follow God's plan, when we trust God and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him, he will direct our path. When we understand what it is that God wants us to do, we can maximize the time that we have on this earth. I promise you, we can maximize the time that we have on this earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And and so I, I need to ask this question of you. And as I'm asking you, I'm asking myself too. How are you how are you using your time? And not only how are you using your time, how are you wasting time? And not only that, let's go a little further. What are what are you involved in right now that's causing you to miss out on some opportunities? Verse sixteen, uh, excuse me, Ephesians five and sixteen, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. What opportunities are you missing out on because of following your own path? 
or because of the decisions that you made that were not in line with God's will for your life. Like what opportunity, and I have to ask, I'm asking myself too, y'all, trust and believe, after this broadcast is over, I'm going to do some more soul searching. What opportunities have I missed because I've made some decisions that were according to my flesh and not what God wanted me to do? I can I can think right now. When I was in college the first time around, I wasted time. I should have graduated in those first four years that I was given. The money was there. I free ride. I didn't have to pay a thing. But because I wasted time, my GPA, GPA failed, and I had to come, you know pay out of pocket on some classes, but had to get a loan for others. Wasted time. Missed out on free money. Wasting time. And because of that, I wasn't able to have my own classroom as soon as I believed the Lord wanted me to. I should have had my own classroom 20 years ago. But because I wasted time, I missed that opportunity to become a classroom teacher. Thankfully, I am now. But how further along could I have been in in retiring or I could probably be doing something else. Like I really would love to be an educational consultant. If I would not have wasted that time in undergrad, maybe I could be an educational consultant right now or a teacher mentor or doing something else, you know. Now, I'm not, I'm not, um, like it doesn't bother me. It used to bother me, but it doesn't bother me anymore as I think back and look back that I did waste that time because, God was still merciful. God was still gracious. God still allowed me to learn and grow and mature. And as a result of that time, I believe I'm a better teacher today. As a result of that time, I believe that I have have matured enough where I have built great relationships with my students, great relationships with my instructional assistants, great relationships with my families, which is very important to me. So, yes, God allow me to redeem the time, as the Bible says, God will allow us to redeem the time. I don't know what scripture that is. I'll try to get it to you next week. He will allow us to redeem the time when we've made bad decisions, when we were disobedient. He'll, he'll allow us to redeem the time. He'll restore us and build us up and allow us to live the rest of our lives um, doing what he has called us to do. But I, I do, I think about that, not often, but as I'm was planning for this and thinking about it. Now, yeah, I, I wasted some time. I wasted a lot of time when I got really got really sick in 2001. I wasted a lot of time feeling sorry for myself, being depressed. I remember sitting in front of the TV, just eating, 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 not really praying like I should have been praying, not really studying like I should have been praying, feeling sorry for myself. I missed out on opportunities to remain healthy or to get myself in a healthier state because I was feeling so sorry for myself. So we can all look back on our lives and see those areas or those times that we've wasted time, where we've made bad decisions, where we've maybe lost some things that we didn't have to lose. Mm-hmm. Time, right? We lost some time that we really didn't have to lose. But it's okay. That's all right. Those things have passed. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things are brand new. And God can cause us to redeem the time and take this moment, May 7th at 6.57 p.m., to move forward in maximizing the rest of our days so that we can do all that God has called us to do and be all that God has called us to be, okay? So we can go forth from this moment on maximizing the time. And I know that there are some under the sound of my voice, those who are on tonight or those who will listen to the broadcast later, who might still be stuck in the past. 
who might still be stuck in the shadow of those bad decisions. But I say, I declare and decree that that shadow be removed in the name of Jesus and that the light of day will shine forth and that you will go forth in this day and forevermore being obedient to God, following those ordered steps, trusting God with all your heart, leaning not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledging him so that he can direct your path, going forth and being obedient to him, uh, taking into account those red flags, those uneasiness, uneasy feelings within when things aren't right, that you'll take heed to all of that, all of that prompting from the Holy Spirit. Make good decisions moving forward in your life so that you won't miss any opportunities, so that you won't get involved in relationships that are unhealthy or not God's will for your life. So we can go forth from this moment forward maximizing the time that we have, okay? We may have wasted some time in life, and that's okay. We can't get that time back, but we can utilize, as to the best of our ability, our time moving forward. Amen? And with that, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about it next week. I'm hoping that those who are listening tonight and those who will listen maybe later on tonight or tomorrow or the next day, that you will journal. Write down how you're spending your time so that you can see the areas where you're being productive and you can see the areas where you're wasting time so that you can max up, so that you can address those time wasters and be able to use that time more productively. Amen? Amen. So, yep, we're going to pick up next week. So let me just see. There may be a caller that has a question or a comment. I don't see any. All right, so we're just going to move forward. So I do want to thank you for joining the broadcast tonight. I thank you for being a part of Be Free Be Live. I ask that you will visit our website at www.befreeministriesnc.weebly.com to learn more about our ministry, to see what other ministry areas that we are involved in, to get involved, to leave your prayer request, leave your praise report, share a prophetic word if that's what the Lord has given you to bless this ministry. Visit our website. Everything you need is right there. Look, I want to take time to invite you to join us at 7.30 p.m. tonight. We're going to have our weekly prayer at 7.30 p.m. Call telephone number 641-715-0861. Again, that's 641-715-0861. Access code 675-021. We will be praying on our weekly um, phone phone call every Monday night at 7.30 p.m., just petitioning heaven on behalf of ourselves, our families, and this world. I'm, it's a praying time. Amen. Amen. And I want to invite you to our summer gathering. Our summer gathering is June 28th through 30th. June 28th and 29th, that's a Thursday and Friday, we're going to teach the Word of God online. But June 30th, we're going to come together in Durham, North Carolina, to hear the word of the Lord. Our theme is my worship is for real. We are going to have an awesome time in the Lord. I believe that God is calling us to a very special and intimate place with him during this season so that we can receive instruction, so that we can build our relationship with him, so we can get closer to him, so that we will know how to maximize our time as we live out the rest of our days. And so join us June 28th through 30th. 
Registration is simply New School Supplies. Be Free Ministries, we like to pour into our school system, give supplies to our kids that, that may be in need. So registration is simply school supplies. The list is on our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weebly.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeFreeMinistriesNC. Look, join us next week. 6.30 p.m. Have your list ready so we can talk about it. We'll wrap up that session, and if the Lord would have us to talk about another tap-in, we'll do that. We'll hear what the Lord is saying and go forth from there. Amen. Amen. So you have a wonderful rest of your week, and if no one has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off.